Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. We've all heard the phrase, you can do anything if you put your mind to it, right? But what do you do when things change? What do you do when the things that you've been doing stop working for you? Do you just keep going even though you're not getting the results you're used to getting? Or do you take a step back and assess the environment and reconfigure a shift in direction? The ability to pivot with the time and energy of the whole is absolutely essential in being able to successfully play the long game. My guest today is world-renowned choreographer, director, and master educator Jamal Sims. Jamal's career extends from stage to screen and has worked on some of the biggest projects in film, music, and stage. And with a 25-plus year career in the dance industry, he's no stranger to the struggle. From understanding the, the ladder that you have to climb as a dancer, going from audition to audition, and understanding that the industry is a, is a game that will quickly show you that it's the, the young, fresh blood and the young, fresh talent that's always going to be um, in competition with you. And as he talks about when he started to see the shift in his own interest in being a dancer to and working behind the artist to actually wanting to work alongside the artist and to create and to artistically direct and choreograph and he gets into the shifts in all of that and as he goes into his mentality of as he puts it being able to hear the whispers hear those hearing those whispers of those pivotal moments that has keyed him into shifting his focus and direction into stepping into a slightly different uh, space within dance. And this all comes with a time where there were no blueprints. There were no internet wasn't um, as readily available and YouTube wasn't the space where you can just hop on and learn anything. And it really was his intuition and his, his ambition and drive but um, ultimately his humility, being able to humble himself to want to learn so much to the point where he would put himself in the spaces where he can have an opportunity to learn and then with that opportunity to work hard and to grow and to take those chances and to really put himself in a place where he can be uncomfortable but ultimately create the opportunity for him. And as we get into the, the things that he's worked on and as impressive as that is, I myself um, being a big fan of his work in the early years of myself becoming a dancer, uh, growing up watching music videos that he danced in and directed and choreographed for. Um, but hearing the, the mentality and the, the headspace that he's at now in 2020 as a man, obviously trying to figure out how to shift during this time of pandemic and how he gets into uh, the mentality that he has as a businessman and himself as a business. And um, also knowing what it takes, even in times like this, that you got to do what you got to do to make things work. And uh, the, the humility that he has and the mentality that he has, I think, is the most inspiring to me, especially coming from somebody who has um, is so instrumental and is such an iconic figure within the dance industry. But to hear his mentality of simply just valuing the basics. And I use the term basics because 
these are the things that we tend to maybe overlook and um, take for granted. And uh, he, he doesn't take any of those things for granted. I think this is a really uh, valuable look into a man who knows what it takes to be successful in an industry, but more than success in terms of the career or even, um, yeah, just the longevity, but knowing that he loves what he does and this is something that he plans to continue to do for many years to come and uh, even seeing what he's doing during this time to stay inspired, to keep him uh, self-growing in, in different ways uh, is very, very inspiring. So um, I think this talk is very, uh, there's a lot of value here, lots of wisdom here. And um, yeah, always a fun lightning round at the end. I think that's about it. Let's just get into it. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. Folks, we have a very, very special guest in the pod today. We have the one and only Jamal Sims in the pod. Jamal, welcome. I'm going to give you a a brief intro for those folks who may not know you. Jamal is a world-renowned choreographer, director, and master educator. His work can be seen from stage to screen, such as Disney's 2019 live adaptation of Aladdin, The Descendants 3, the Step Up franchise, and the list goes on. He was a supervising choreographer for the hit musical Rent on Hollywood Bowl. He's also worked on Cirque du Soleil, Michael Jackson's Immortal World Tour. And he's worked with some of the biggest artists in music, such as Usher, J-Lo, Madonna, Miley Cyrus, Diddy, and the list goes on. We, if I was just going to exhaust your resume, that would take up this whole episode. So, uh, that's just a brief intro. Google him. Um, but yeah, Jamal, thank you so much for coming through and hopping into the pod, man. Oh man, it's an honor to be a part of this, man. This, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of y'all's and oh, wow. thank you. a long time. And, um, yeah, so anytime that I can get on and chat with, with people that I admire, uh, I'm, I'm down. So yeah, appreciate you. Well, the fandom goes both ways, and I'm pretty sure we were all fans of your work before you even know what a Kinja was. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, man, you've been putting in work in, in the industry, in the community for a long time. And, um, you know, how we always kind of like to start off the show is, uh, you know, the origin stories. We like to kind of go back to the beginning so we can kind of understand where things come from and then, you know, ultimately to where you are today. So can you give us a little snapshot origin story of Jamal Sims? Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I, I started, I'm born and raised here in L.A. Uh, I was born, moved out to Pomona. I was born in Pomona, so not L.A., and then moved out to Rancho Cucamonga uh, at like around 10. But, you know, uh, dancing was always something that uh, I loved to do. You know, we would have social parties, you know, gatherings with, my, you know, parents and and they'd be like, come on, Jamal, come out here, show, show us how to do that split. And I'll go out there and split, you know. So that was the earliest, you know, those are my origins of dance, like just social dancing, parties. Um, I remember getting addicted to the applause, you know, loving to go out there and everybody clap. Oh, well, look at it, made me good. Um, and then eight years, when I, when I was eight, um, The Wiz came out. Yes. And, um, yeah, and my cousin took us to see it at over here. It used to be called the Cinerama Dome, but it's the Arc Light right now, right? Okay, yep. So I saw that and changed my life. Like, when I saw that movie, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I knew, I don't know what it was, but I wanted to be in it. You know what I mean? Um, and Michael actually became one of my um, 
uh, or not icons, but one of my idols. Yeah, idols, like, yeah, I, yeah. I love Michael Jackson and everything that he would do. Um, and uh, so then like Thriller, I would do Thriller. And in junior high school, I was doing talent shows and became pretty popular in dance. You know, dance was a little bit of my, you know, my superpower, you know, so in, in high school, I wasn't an athlete, definitely not an athlete, you know, well, probably wasn't the best looking, but I could dance, you know, so um, that, that was what I used to, to pe- people to gain the attention, right? And it worked, it worked. People love dance, and that's why dance is so big right now, because people connect to movement in a way sometimes you can't even explain. I don't know why I like it, I just do. So, um, so anyway, so right after high school, I went and audition. There was an audition here for Michael's, uh, a Michael Jackson video. And I drove out to LA and came in and saw all these dancers that to me were celebrities. Cause I had seen them in videos, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm walking in the room. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I was a little more starstruck by them than anything. <laughs> but, um, that was my first audition and ended up doing that job. I ended up getting the job. And wow. that was my first video uh, ever. Wait, so can, can I pause you for a second? So I always get interested in the, 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 the gap in between, oh, I started dancing because it looked fun and I was getting, you know, attention. And then all of a sudden now I'm dancing in a Michael Jackson video. There's that gap. That's a very <laughs> important gap. How does one go from like just being a kind of a fan, uh, kind of dabbling, and then like literally stepping into, you know, one of the biggest platforms you know dancing for one of the biggest artists of all time was there a training period there that you actually decided that yo i'm gonna take this seriously or did you just luck out no it was it was you know i I, you know of course i don't know that i believe in luck you know i do believe that you're prepared at the right time right Mm -hmm. um but i do think that timing what we just talked about we timing is everything right so when I started studying Thriller, you know, on VHS, it wasn't just the way a, probably a normal person would study it. You know, I looked at every head tilt, nod, facial expression, whatever it was. And then I had a singing group at the time. I didn't mention that there was a little gap right there. But, but even before that, I asked my mom if she'd take me to a dancing school. I wanted to go to dancing school. I wanted to train. Sure. They told me I had to put on tights in order to be in the class. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, you know, I was at, you know, at a weird, awkward age, 12, yeah. 15. We're still trying to, you know, we're still growing, trying to figure it out. So I didn't want to do that. So um, videos became my training, right? I would learn off the videos, uh, all the, whatever it was. And um, so honestly, from there, and then putting on talent shows in high school, that was my training. That That's where I, I, I I learned how to how to pick up steps and and then execute them in a way that would make people feel something and um and then when I did the audition I think I was ready you know I I, I didn't know any better I didn't know what I was up against so sometimes ignorance can 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 work you know what I mean like yeah. that like you yeah. don't know how many people thousands of people that wanted that job and there was what fifteen boys and fifteen girls so um, yeah so that was the gap right there just just got it you know. Yeah, just training myself. And so you mentioned when you were like studying Thriller, right? You're you're looking at all the little subtle nuances from like yeah. from the 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 character that is being portrayed to the cleanliness of the movement to yeah. 
obviously the technicality of the movement and things like that. Were you always somebody that was very like detail oriented about everything or does it take certain things to capture your attention or capture your interest for you to kind of like really go into that in-depth sort of studying of something? Yeah, you know, uh, Michael Peters, who, who choreographed Thriller, uh, what I thought was brilliant about that is that he was somebody who was able to take social dancing and technique and kind of, and, I mean, he wasn't the only one that did it, but, but did it in a way where I understood it. Sure. It was like a fusion of, of, of things, right? And so I think that it moved me in a way that I hadn't been, like in any dancing on television that I had seen, I hadn't been moved like that in a while. You know, it just connected. So I think sometimes dance can come from like a technical place and then sometimes it can come from uh, just a soul, right? Mm. Just a, a deep down soul. And that's what I got from Thriller. I felt like there was a soul to it. And um, and that's the thing that, that, that w I was able to like dive in on. And um, actually what's funny about it is I learned it to the left, right? Because the TV... And you learn it on the TV. <laughs> it's not mirrored, right? Yeah. Not mirrored. Yeah. Uh, so I learned it the wrong way. But uh, but the feeling was right, right? Yeah. And I remember going to the audition and um, well no not the audition. After I got the job, a couple of days later, Michael came in. Wow. And they had us do it four at a time, right? And um, when I went I was such, you know, I had studied Michael for, for years, so his facial expressions, everything, I knew, you know, I was, yeah. that's what I was doing when I was performing, you know, and I was like hitting it. And when I sat down and went to my like, little corner, I was sitting by myself, I looked up and he looked over and he went, you know, and wow. I, I felt like he felt me, you know what I mean? And he saw me. So anyways, all that to say, I just think that, you know, I, you can connect to a lot of things. I usually connect to a feeling or uh, yeah, a soul of, of movement. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, what was the, what was the name of that? Michael, you, you said it was a video. Yeah. Remember the time. Remember the time. Wow, bro. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm over here <laughs> tripping. Like that's one of the most, I mean, every Michael video was an iconic video, yeah, but like, yeah. I remember that was a film, you know, I mean, Michael made films, you know, you had like yeah. Eddie Murphy up in there. Like, yeah, man. They don't do it like that no more, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, so was after that you were, was that your like vote of confidence that like, okay, this, this is my calling. I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do. And you kind of just dove in fully yeah, into the, the dance industry from there. Well, you know, before that, I was in a, a, a singing group. Like, right. it was me, my brother, my my cousin, everything. I wasn't a great singer, but I was choreographing our shows. So yeah. that was, my focus wasn't on dance. Like, I knew I could dance, but I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be in a, in a group, you know, like New Edition. So um, that was our group, right? So after I did the video, I went back to the group. I was like, I, this is what I want to do. Mm. We ended up recording an album and putting it out and then, the record company went away and sometimes our journeys, we could think we one thing, but life has a way of showing us exactly what you need mm -hmm. to do. You have to listen to these whispers or else you might miss the train. And my whisper was, you're not a singer. You, you, this is what you do. You dance. Like this is what you should listen to. You need to go back. So that's when I came back to dance and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to go out on more auditions. And funny enough, didn't, oh, no, no. Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't get it. I just, I did 
my next audition was for an artist named Karen White. And I ended up going on the road, doing a music video with her and then going on tour with her. And um, I was in the company of some of the most incredibly talented dancers I've ever known. I don't know if you know Edgar Goudinot, um, Eartha Robinson, David Robinson, like these were like Debbie Allen kids oh, from yeah, New York, yeah, yeah. you know. And okay. They brought me on to, to on the tour and I was dancing with them night after night and mm. having to, you know, they had technique and I didn't have technique. So I feel like I got a lot of training in that that show. You know what I mean? Like me doing that show, I felt like that was a lot of like life experience and life training. I mean, and technique training um, because they would, they were, they were amazing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so then that was my, but then when we got back, new blood had came in, new kids had came in, the faces had changed and I had to jump back in and like compete with other people. And I was like, I wasn't getting hired. Mm. So um, a little bit of me was like, what's weird about this is I could never separate not getting the job and not being good. Right. So I would think if I didn't get the job, that means I wasn't good. And it, rejection was really hard for me. Like I was like, every time I, I think that was gonna probably gonna be my last audition. So choreography came up because I was like, if I create it, then I can't, you know what I mean? Like then, yeah. then they can't tell me no. <laughs> right. So that yeah. was the idea. I just tried to get around this audition that I hated. I hated right. that. Audition. Yeah. And uh, but now I know that it has nothing to do with your dancing. Sometimes it's about you know this is the cousin of of the artist's sister, and she needs the job, and she's going to get the job over the person that's been way more qualified. But it's not yeah. really about that. Sometimes these jobs are given out, and it's not about the talent. That goes for dancing, acting, singing. We've all seen these played out that not, not always do the most talented people get the job. But if you stay around long enough, you will. You know, right. you'll get that right. and you'll get the one you're supposed to get that, mm. and, and people will know. You know what I mean? So anyway, so that's kind of, I'm talking so much, man. No, that's no, no. You're, you're dropping so many gems. I'm just like trying to collect one at a time. So <laughs> you, one thing that you said that uh, I thought was really profound is like you said to listen to those whispers, you know, of like yeah. the, you know, when the universe or whatever God is telling you like, yeah. like this isn't it, you know, like there's yeah. something else or, yeah. you know, like you thought you were supposed to go this route, but uh, like you're actually yeah. supposed to go here. Yeah. That, that takes also an ability of, uh, well, first you have to be humble enough to hear those whispers, right? Cause we can get so bent on like, no, this was the plan. I'm going to be a this. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, all right, well, like if you, you, you know, no one's going to force you to not go that route, but you just might have a really hard time and end up hitting some, you know, some hurdles or walls that, uh, will end up, um, derailing you to the point where it could really demoralize you and, and push you away from everything altogether. Or you can kind of pivot slightly. So, okay, it's not quite me being the artist, but like, let me go dance, you know? And then, and then as you started to go that route, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned the, you know, yeah, the game's always moving quickly and the yeah. younger the new blood's always coming in and, and the fight is that much, it's an uphill <laughs> battle, you know? And then, yeah. And then you, you are, but knowing that you kind of have this ability, okay, here's another pivot point. Doesn't mean that I ditched the dance industry altogether. Maybe I just put myself in a position where I'm calling the shots 
where I'm making the moves. No one's going to tell me that my moves are wrong because I made them up. So it's like this constant ability to like slightly turn the wheel. Um, not by force though. I think that's the important thing. Like you don't want to force the wheel. You got to just be receptive to what's happening, knowing what you're, what you're good at and not only what you're good at, but also what you genuinely want to do and what you feel passionate about and then be okay to kind of make some slight adjustments so that you can keep moving. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a big, um, that's a big ability and, uh, not everybody has that. I guess as a default ability, you know, you, you learn it. Cause I know a lot, and I'm sure you do too. A lot of people that will hit this thing and be like, nah, it's not for me anymore. And then they just completely go off, which is fine. You know, but like, um, if you really love something, like you got to find ways to like, you know, you got to like go with the waves, you know, like give and take. And, and I think, you know, just as you're, you know, talking about it and you being this seasoned into this industry, still doing it. It could yeah. just go, so you just only sharpen that knife to be able to do that like that, you know? Fine tune it, yeah. It's funny because there, there's a, there's a, I don't know if it's a meme or if it's something, but it's like people think success looks like a straight to the top, right? And success really looks like this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. goes everywhere. Like you go over here, then it takes you, shoots you back over here, but you had to go over here to learn what, you were about to do over there and then you go up and then you go, Oh, but you might have to come back down to remember this. And then you go, you know, so you have to be open enough to know that nobody, I don't care who it is and I, has ever had a career that has hit all the marks exactly the way they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's always been, I didn't know that was going to, I mean, I, did, you know, I was watching uh, Michael Jordan's, um, the last dance, last dance yep. you know, and finding out things about him that I had no idea. You know Same. what I mean? And yeah. I thought he, he was just like, bam, bam, bam. You know, I just always thought he was great. And he wasn't, you know? And yeah. I think that, um, and, you know, he played on teams that weren't and all that kind of stuff. So I think that it's, it's really um, wise to know when you don't, um, uh, if it's not going the exact way you, you need it to go, don't fight against it, but just start thinking, how can I put it, how can I get where I need to be um, and be open to another route, you yeah. know, be yeah. open. This is what you said. Yeah, it's humble. Yeah. It's all that stuff. You, sure. you when, uh, when you decided to kind of focus your, um, I guess, your career trajectory towards more towards choreography, um, yeah. what were some of the, I guess, hurdles because – you know, you, not everybody, I'm sure you could ask every dancer out there is like, you know, would you rather dance behind the artist or would you want to work with the artist and make everything? I'm sure everyone would be like, I want to work with the, <laughs> but not everybody can do that. So yeah. that's, that itself is a hard transition. How did you go about like practically um, making those steps towards like being a choreographer in a director position versus just yeah. dancing? Same, same thing. I mean, it's the same thing what I'm going through exactly today. I did back in 90, what, 96 or whatever. Um, I always felt like, and what I was finding out is that the entertainment business, a, a lot like other businesses, but when people put you in a box of being a dancer and only a dancer, mm-hmm. they'll say, well, they can't do anything else. But you kind of have to, I knew that I had to show people what I can do. So mm-hmm. I was choreographing with Rosario McCoy at the time 
And so we got a group of people, of dancers, and we shot a music video, like, uh, you know, one of these cameras. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> we shot a music video to Paula Abdul. She was hot at the time. We were trying to pitch her an idea for one of her songs. And so we had an editor come in. And it's not like today we could go back on our Mac and just edit it together. It's like you had to hire an editor back yeah. then. You know, put together this video. Um, Julia McDonald was working with us at the time and she, at the agency. She's at MSC. She's MSA right now. But back in the day, she was at KSA. And so she, mm -hmm. she sent it to Paula. Paula liked the video. She was like, I want to do this video. So we kind of jumped steps, right? So we, we just took it upon ourselves to create it ourselves and then put it out there as opposed to just say, hire me. I haven't done anything, but you should hire me. You know what I mean? It's some people do, it don't work like that. You kind of right. have to put yourself out there. She liked the video. The video ended up not happening, but Usher was doing, Usher Raymond was coming out again with a new single. He was out when he was younger, 13, 14, but he had this new song, You Make Me Wanna. They showed him the video and he was like, those guys, like who did mm. that? And ended up doing Usher's You Make Me Wanna music video. And that was the one that just kind of went. Yeah, Man. that was the opening. That's crazy, bro. Not like that that takes me back to because i i started dancing right when like usher was you make me wanna was the video to like you talking about learning uh, choreography off the tv that was the one I, I was trying to take my shoes off of my feet doing the whole thing <laughs> that was straight up classic man and uh no, yeah. that's amazing. That's that's uh, sorry. I'm just that's just a fanboy moment for a second. No, no, no. Look, look. I, I, I'm. It's funny because I, you, I forget about these things. I'm like, yeah. these, these, those were the best times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I, I loved it. Think about those moments because that's kind of how the this whole platform of mine. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that's the beauty of it because I mean, you, you, you you had that moment yourself from watching like Thriller and like, I sure. need to do that, you know? Yeah. And then I'm watching, you know, Ushers, you make me want, I'm like, I need to do that, <laughs> you oh. know? And, and that, that inspiration cycle, Keeps it, going. And, and like, and we live in it still. And, you yeah. know, with technology, what it is, and, you know, that ability is like way more accessible. You know, back then it's, you, you tuned into MTV if you had it, if you, you know, had, and, yep. and then, um, you know, they only played music videos for a certain program. I mean, you, good luck finding a music video on MTV now. Like, I don't even think they play music, but you know, <laughs> now, yeah. And then now you got the internet, you got, you got YouTube, you got Instagram and, and like, you got TikTok, man. Like, sure. you know, dancing is, is Every literally everywhere. Yeah. And, um, and as it should, because as you, you and I both know, um, it, dance has this energy to bring people together. Um, you know, you mentioned like the social party dances. There's yeah. something about when there's a, a, a room full of people sharing a vibe, moving together to the same, you know, yeah. sound. There's something, there's an energy there, you know, and, you know, with the dance industry, I, and I feel there, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to the internet. You know what I mean? There's uh, accessibility. Accessibility is great. Um, but almost too much accessibility, um, you lack uh, maybe appreciation, you lack foundation, you lack understanding and true education and, right. and, and accountability for originality and all those things. There's so many rabbit holes we can go down. Um, yeah. You know, so with yourself as you were 
in my mind that it, those are like the, the golden years of like the, the, the dance industry formulating. And, right. you know, you were one of the, the individuals yeah. who were very much like integral within that, that golden period. Um, and as things moved, uh, you know, I think year after year, more things, uh, come about and, and opportunities, uh, you know, expand and all those things. And yeah. I, I don't want to jump too far from that time, but you know, when the internet became like, you know, YouTube's out and now like it's every, yeah. you know, any, any dancer from every, all over the world can upload their stuff. Right. And, um, essentially you can get your workout in a, you know, now you don't have to hustle your, your reel into oh. the studios anymore. You just click, click, click. And it's like, oh, okay, this guy's dope. And you know, um, so yeah. that transition, you know, uh, um, how, how now for the, from the traditional methods, so to speak of kind of moving through the industry, getting your name out and networking and all that. And then internet comes in and then all these, you know, again, the, the young flood of talent is it, they're, they're coming in droves. Right. And like, to stay afloat in, in a, in a um, ever rapidly growing industry with the internet and all that. How did you transition and pivot in those times? Yeah, it was really nice. You know, I, I just, you know, God, the universe, whatever you want to call them, uh, it's just been there, right? Like uh, right about the time music videos, cause we were doing music videos, maybe two and three uh, every week. Like, I mean, just, you know, hitting them. And, and they were doing big budget videos back then. Then we got hit. Um, uh, the, uh, everybody fell into this recession, right? We went like around 9-11 hit. And then, you know, everything started going down and they stopped paying for videos like that. They, you know, they started paying pennies for dancers to come out and do it. And right about that time, um, I had, I, one of my friends, she, uh, she was doing this movie called Step Up. And she was like, can you come and do this movie with me? I was like, yep, I sure can. I don't care where it's <laughs> in Baltimore. If it's, I don't care. Yeah. It was in Baltimore. And nothing wrong with Baltimore. I just didn't know about it. You know, I just said, but I went out there and did with Ann Fletcher and did Step Up. So I made that jump from music video to feature films. Fell in love with feature films because it was a way to tell stories now with dancing as opposed to just a music video where not all of them had a narrative, not, not, not all of them had um, something, a story you could follow. Some of them were just cool steps. And then sometimes they would take the steps in the front and do it in the back. And then, you know what I mean? And through editing, you don't know what you were going to come out with, you know? So with a movie, you knew that you were, you were, you were dealing with character. You were dealing with, um, you know, uh, you had to research where they where they are where they were or what era that they were in. So anyway, so Step Up One was a huge break for me because I just felt like I was now I'm into film and TV, and then that led on to Step Up Two, Three, Four, Five Thousand, Hundred and <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so that's 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 where I kind of avoided having to go out and um, pitch with the other people that were flooded in mm. because you know, I had stepped into another um, uh, just genre of, sure. of, of filmmaking. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. music videos, it was, you know, uh, it was films, feature films. So, um, yeah, but, um, but I'm sure I, I've never been afraid to um, learn how, what the new kids are doing or how mm -hmm. technology, I always mm -hmm. want to be a part of that because I think when you, when you ignore it, you get left behind. 
So I want to be on TikTok. I want to be yeah. on, you know, Snap. I want to do this shit. I mean, it's the stuff, you know. Um, I don't want to not do it because I'm resisting it. I want, right. I'll lean into it, you know. But, you know, I just happen to been able to make that transition. Yeah. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. You know, and again, I'll take that back to just your ability to shift with, um, I don't want to say shift with the time for the sake of the time changing, so therefore I have to do this, but you are shifting with, the time with something that you want to continue to remain a part of, you know, if you didn't really care, then it's like, yeah, well, well, I don't really care about it. So why would I need to do it? And, um, again, there's, there's humility in that, but there's also just, there's just smarts about that. It's like, yo, okay, this is the new thing to stay relevant in this world. You kind of have to continue to, you know, be a part of what's going on so that, not only so that you can keep your name out there it's so that you're also aware of like what are what are kids into these days you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day you know dance and and entertainment it's it's i mean not all forms i'll I'll say yeah it's the youth you know you gotta know what the kids are are finding to be entertaining because essentially that's the future and they're gonna take that and then create the next thing and it always is that cycle and and i guess i would say you know i would you know commend you for you know, like, um, let's all keep it real. I mean, we go back to a generation where we're not the young kids anymore. Now we're not creating the trends. Um, yet, yet, um, I do feel if, and when you do it correctly, the kids quote unquote, will still look to you and respect you and be inspired by you now because they, they, they seen your catalog, you know, and they see you now and like, yo, okay. Like, there's no way that, you know, you could even throw the like, ah, you know, you're, you're irrelevant, you're, you're washed, you know, it's like, no, you've put in the work, you're putting in the work. And it's like, that's where you become iconic. That's how you become, you know, legendary. Not to say that that is your goal, but in my eyes, I look to you as somebody that's like, yo, man, like, there's no way you're undeniable. You know what I mean? And and like, you're still, you're still doing it in a way where it's um, super relevant, super like inspirational for today, you know, and, um, you know, so yeah, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. If you want to add to that. No, no, I, 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 I appreciate it. Um, you know, 
and like you said, it's nothing that you set out to do. You know what I mean? Like never would I, in a million th- years would I, that I would hear that from somebody. You know what I mean? And so that that really is um, an honor to hear, especially coming from you. And you, you know this, you know y'all's movement is is incredible and stuff that inspires me. Um, but but you know I think that um, the youth has always been the forefront of, of like change. Like they've mm-hmm. been the ones, like even with the Black Lives Movement, yep. they're the ones out there in the street protesting and making change. And so when you deny them, then you're denying a whole piece mm-hmm. of artist, artistic expression and inspiration that you could be using for your career. You know what I mean? And, and not like I'm juicing them, but I want to know what y'all like. Like, I, 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 and so it's really important that we, we don't, you know, diminish or, or just be like, oh no, y'all, y'all let the grown folks do it because grown folks, we've done it already. So now, yeah. what exactly? Is, so you're right. Going back yeah. to them and finding out what they're doing is important. Yeah, I mean, when you talked about step up, so when I was with Jabberwockies, we did step up too. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and then from there, you know, we. Uh, fast forward a few, like maybe, yeah, a couple years. And then we got on to ABDC season one, which is where we met Rosera. We worked closely yeah. with Rosera for years through that show. And, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, like fast forward to today where uh, like people are looking at Jabberwockies as like they're the OGs. And it's like, <laughs> it's like it, <laughs> we kind of, I feel like we kind of just got here. And then, you know, I'm over here now with Kinjas and I'm like, man, what am I still doing here? You know? Yeah. It, it's it's fun though man and like and i i think you know even my personal evolution as a as a dancer to a creator to now you know um expanding even uh the platform to creating things like podcasts where it's not just about you know dancing and music videos it's it's talking to people it's it's uh sharing mentality because Man, the mentality is the golden stuff, you know? We can, we can be in the studio all day long without a single direction and then we're just spinning yeah. on wheels. You gotta have like a focus yeah. and know how to shape that focus and, and, and direct it, you know? That's right, that's right. And, that's right. Yeah. Educate, um, yeah. It, it, that, you just took the words right out of my mouth because I wanted to ne- next ask you as far as, you know, you being an educator, you know, um, and, and learning that, uh, to dance well is one thing to teach dance is a whole other thing. And to be like considered an educator, I think is even to the next level of being a, a good dance teacher, because now you're able to articulate not only the physical movement, but the mentality behind it. And then also, you know, like what to do with all of that and like how to create that, that long game, as we mentioned earlier. So, um, uh, at what point in this whole journey for yourself, you know, being very much heavily like just a working uh, industry dancer to a choreographer, and then, you know, when did the education sector kind of become a, a, a part of your life? Yeah, you know, um, it's funny. I don't really consider myself a great teacher. Like, you know, I see people that teach and I'm like, that's, you know, that's a great teacher. You know what I mean? Like, and I've always just felt myself as a creator in, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just like, I'd like to tell stories. I like, you know, but then what I realized is that, but people want to know how I've been able to 
be in the business for so long. Like, yeah. so that's where my educate, like I can go and teach a class for sure. But I think me as an educator is probably more being able to share how I got here and how I've been able to sustain a career for 25 years in the dance industry. You know what I mean? So I think, so when I think of me, I don't know that I think of me as like a dance teacher, but I do think of me more of like, I can share this with you guys all day long because it's really, you know, if you really want a career, you know, there's things that you're going to have to know. And, you know, and it's doing stuff like this is why I, you know, when you guys come, I'm like, absolutely. I, I want to give it out. Whatever yeah. you want to ask me, I'm, I'm yeah. here, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. That to me, I mean maybe it's because I'm a little bit older. Like to me, that's education that I value right now because you know I'm you know not not 25 years in, but I'm like close to 20 years into the, the you know doing this as a career. Yeah. And um, you know I'm I'm learning how to expand this into go beyond just me as an individual like how does this because dance is always going to be bigger than the individual you know yeah. and then yeah. uh you know when you can uh surround yourself with other individuals who have a like-mindedness that have a similar goal to be like hey what could we create as a collective because that's all you know the power in numbers and you know when you build a brand that people can kind of stand behind and be like yo there's something about this like identity here that's it's entertaining but it's also uh, it's, it's impactful. It's positive. It's, it's bigger than just dance. And yeah. so, you know, I find that stuff to be, um, the most oh. inspirational for myself. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I can imagine like 25 years in the game doesn't come without its share of struggle and challenges, you know, oh, yeah. um, what have been, um, uh, I mean, I can kind of imagine, you know, the, the, the earlier challenges is just trying to figure out the industry. Like, how, how do I even do this? You know, like yeah. getting an agent to like, you yeah. know, hustling your, your reel and your resumes and, you know, all that audition after audition. Yeah. And uh, maybe just to kind of uh, for the sake of bringing it a little bit closer to today, you know, we're, we're you know, 2020. You know, as we were talking earlier before we started rolling, man, we it, it's it's thrown us for a, a loop. Oh yeah, hit us hard. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, as I'm sure you also, um, you know, as you are plugged into just uh, you know what's going on in the world as far as just all just racial injustice and just all the craziness, um, you know, and as a black man yourself, uh, you know, making it through an industry that um, isn't quite catered to make it easy for you yeah. um uh, yeah. and on and on top of that I, I you know i know that dance is kind of at the bottom of the barrel in terms of the entertainment yeah. industry as a whole like oh you're just a dancer like we hear that so much yeah. so yeah. with so many factors against you you know how have you been able to kind of maneuver through all of that oh gosh is it, okay before we do i i, I want to talk about this I just got to get my plug for my computer because I don't want Oh, yeah. To, yeah, do your I, thing. Just, just pause. Get your plug. <laughs> yeah, pause okay. that one. All right, I should have had this stuff up. All right, here we go. All right, no I'm worries, in. no worries. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Technology. Uh, Technology. <laughs> uh, I saw that red come on. I was like, oh, no. All right. Boom. I'm in. 
All right, so this is the deal. There we go. All right, so how do I deal with all this stuff, uh, the, the negativity, right? That's what we were? We yeah, were, I mean, the uh, hurdles, the, yeah. you know, just the all kinds yeah. of the challenges that you've you faced to be able to still thrive and maneuver through, yeah. through this industry. Your attitude about, you know, I was just telling my dad, I was like, man, I went through a divorce this year. My, 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 uh, my, my dad had a heart attack early on. My mom got sick, really sick. Um, you know, all my jobs I had, I was going to direct an, a, a feature, my first feature film in March. And then everything just got taken away from me. And my dad goes, huh? Okay. You can look at it that way, but you can also look at it like you, you, you know, you got a divorce, but you guys are still friends. You, 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 you know, I got, I had a heart attack, but I'm still here. I came. So, right. It's about perspective. Like, okay, things are bad, but how you look at it, you know, uh, now I'm, I'm doing, uh, you know, I, I got offers to do other films that I didn't know I was going to have. And I didn't, if I would have did that film, I wouldn't have been able to do it, you know? So all I'm saying is it's about perspective. So yes, things are bad, but if you can keep a positive mind, you know, and be able to um, uh, uh, see the challenge, face it, and don't go into the dark spaces, which I think that a lot of us would be normally, you know, you'll, you'll get bogged down. See it, meet it. If you feel something, go protest, go write your letters, do something about it, and then keep moving, right? Because the, the minute that we stop, everything stops, you know, you just don't move forward. So I just believe that, you know, yes, we have a lot of negative stuff that, I mean, the stuff that have hit us, um, you know, I, I, I struggle with a lot of the stuff, um, the political stuff that's going on, but it will not, you know, when I, when I, when I want to create, I'm going to create. And when I talk to people, I'm going to lift them up. I'm not going to bring them down. And I think that that, that energy is so um, contagious and it will continue, you know, the universe will keep sending me stuff, right? All of a sudden, I, you know, I'm working on stuff that I wouldn't have dreamed that I would be working on now. So I just think it's all here and how we look at it. You know, we can look at it all as bad and we can look at it as, okay, I can see it, let's move on, you know? That's good, man. Yeah, I, I hear that there's so much, uh, there's so much wisdom in that. Um, you're right. You know, when you can recognize, if you can recognize negativity, then you have to recognize that there's a positive on sure. the other side of it. You know what I mean? You don't, yeah. you don't get one without the other, you know? And then it's easy to let one seem bigger than the other because, you know, I think we're all kind of wired to have it our way right away all the time. You know, yes, so as soon as we see a situation as like, uh, I don't like this. This is not what yeah. I want. Yeah. And then that's all we can see. And it's like, right. okay, um, you know, and, that, and that's kind of how I view even 2020. You know, everyone was like, oh, everyone came into 2020 with like, yo, 2020 vision. This is my year. I'm going to kill it. Everything's about to be so clear. <laughs> and, and then I was like, all of a sudden, it's like, er, like, oh, I guess not. I guess we all got canceled. It's like, wait a second. Just yeah. because things are the way that they are doesn't mean you're not going to get that clarity that you were looking for maybe it's being delivered to you and through exactly through a different lens and maybe 
maybe this is what was actually needed in order for you to kind of like silence all the noise that's like not going to help you really see things and really narrow down to your laser focus and simplify and and maybe even shift you know maybe even be like you thought this is what you're supposed to go after but Unfortunately, all that stuff's on pause. You Absolutely. Know? You yeah. got to focus on this now. So I, I've read 10 books. I haven't read 10 books in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I should say that I listen to them because I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of Audible. Same. But, I'm an yeah, Audible. Yeah. I'm an Audible learner. I can listen yeah. all day. Yeah. Um, I've done 10 of them, you know, and I've learned from people. And so I'm not going to take this period of saying that it was horrible. I'm, I'm going to say I learned some stuff. I, I did a painting the other day, uh, you know, and it's that. Yeah. really important that we keep challenging ourselves, keep being creative, even if it's not in the space that we really would love to be. If we're not, we're not in the dance studio right now. But um, the dance studio will be there. It'll be there when we come back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's gonna, you know. So you just gotta keep keep that 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 thing that you're saying. Like yeah, keep going. Yeah. So as a you know you know for in regards to say business, you know you yourself, you are a business. You as an individual, you are your business, yeah. and. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tough time. You know, unemployment is, is crazy right now. Um, businesses are shutting down left and right. I would say the entertainment industry is uh, one of the hardest hit, especially when, when a lot of our work is based on performances yeah. and well, yeah. being around people. Yeah. Um, so as you're, uh, you know, in your space personally navigating through um, your personal stuff, how are you kind of um, as a businessman or as a business yourself, um, yeah. able to kind of figure things out or um, like reconfigure things for yourself to keep thriving? Yeah, you know, uh, so I've been, so I made the transition from dancer to choreographer. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years ago, I did, I directed, I, so when I started doing films, I, I started directing. I mean, yeah, when I started doing dance films, I knew that I wanted to direct films. And so I directed my first documentary called When the Beat Drops. It came out uh, two years ago, but I took five years to direct this, this, this documentary, right? And so directing has been my passion for the last 10 years. So I'm, do, I'm now in this shift of having people look at me not as just a choreographer, but as a director. And then in the, in the, in the, film world they're like but you never directed anything i'm like i did a documentary i did da, da, da. and they're like yeah but have you ever did a narrative so i'm still you know climbing my way into that arena i mean into those you know into the director's chair um so that's what i've been doing right i i've been i've been meeting people i've been taking zooms i've been you know i got an agent you know so i've been taking my steps to put me in the director's chair for real, for real, like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in a real way. And so that's been, um, I've been learning, you know, I've been watching masterclass. The oh master- yeah. 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 I've been learning from Ron oh. Howard, mm-hmm. Jody Foster, that all these directors that give you all this information and all you have to pay a hundred and something dollars. And um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I've been doing now. Now, as far as financially, you know, I've taken some, say, I had some savings. So, you know, it hasn't hit me as, as probably hard as it has a lot of dancers because we don't get paid much. Um, so, you know, 
just being really careful with my finances right now um, is really important. And look, if it came down to me getting a, in an Uber or whatever, that's what I had to do to support or to, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. wrong with that. No. I don't care who saw me. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, at least I'm eating. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that's the bottom line. Eating, keeping the family healthy, you trying to stay healthy. Those are the things that we can do. Um, wearing a mask, all those stuff that we should be doing we should do. And mm-hmm. don't be ashamed if you got to go down there to Baskin Robbins and jump behind the, the, the thing and scoop some ice cream. You're paying your bills. Yep. That's it. Yep. It'll be, it will turn around. You don't have to be there forever. This is a small blip. Mm-hmm. We're going to look back at this and be like, oh, I remember that. You know what I mean? And we'll be yeah. all right. Yeah. I love that, man. That's, that's truth. Um, for the, you know, the, the young budding bright eyed, um, dancer choreographer future director that would come to jamal and be hey jamal like um i respect what you do um give me some advice you know and and i think you know i i asked this question because um that's a packed question you know like you know whenever i were to like say teach a class i get that kind of question all the time hey like what do i do to do what you do i'm like you got an hour i can't give this to you in five (laughs) seconds you know Um, yeah so i mean not to say we go another hour with this but i mean of course that's also there's so many things ways you can answer that but some practical things to you know and i ask you for somebody who's had a very successful 25 year plus going strong career uh what would you what kind of advice would you give somebody that would ask you that question um and this is uh this is my you know i kind of say this just in life in general but you know you have to we're entertainers we're performers you have to humble yourself right because i think sometimes we can get so hyped in like oh i did this job i did this job i was on tour blah 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 and it's like okay but you have to be you can't let the ego take over you know um become who you are right and and nobody wants to work with somebody who's enough. so i would say just for in general to push bushy eye bush tail come in do the job be humble because you will be hired again if you work hard and you're humble Everybody likes to work with somebody who's talented, humble, and will show up and be on time. And, you know, so be that person. And then if you want to move to the next level, be okay with maybe carrying somebody's uh, coffee for um, a couple months and, and try and see what, learn what they're doing, how they're choreographing something or how they're staging something. Learn and don't go in there expecting to be the assistant uh, to uh, Kenny Ortega, whatever, you know, like be humble, humble yourself, you know, and, and, and you will soon be the assistant to that person. And then from there, go and learn more. And then all of a sudden you'll know that you'll have to, and these steps are really important, but I think that's been the, my success has been, I've always been able to humble myself. Never have I ever expected anything or just been enti- felt entitled to anything. If I needed to go back down to, you know, take a dance job right now, I just have to do it. That's what I have to do. But um, it's a, um, and I'm not saying down like it's a down thing. I'm saying down as 
I was a choreographer and sure. yeah. but you know, I, I'm down to do that. Like uh, yeah. that's what it takes. So um, I think that that's one. And then never, never, you know, um, we talked about this earlier. You talked about people who, when they're hit at, you know, when they come to like a roadblock, then they just say, well, I guess dance is not for me. And then they just leave. And I've seen so many, I always call that the uh, midnight train to Georgia. They were here <laughs> and then they get on the midnight train and then they're out. And I'm, I'm like, well, are they just, you know, so, yeah. A uh, roadblock just means you just got to figure out a way, another way. You know, it doesn't mean that it's the, the, that's the end. It just means, oh, you just got to go around or you got to go here. That's the important thing. That, that's the, the, the important part is that the pivot. Oh, that's it. Yeah, pivot. that's the pivot. That's Boom. the move. Yep. You got to know. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Um, so if you, if you can't do that, then, you know, you got to stay strong and you got to be grounded in who you are and, um, and not be affected by by everything else that's going on because you can be, you know. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's yeah. good. How would you define success? Uh, success for me is getting up every morning and just standing up, being able to get out of bed. So many of us just don't aren't able to do that right now. Some of us, you know, have had accidents. Some of us are ill, and that to me is success is like just waking up and being able to stand up i'm like this, this is amazing and 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 i and i and i know it sounds like oh man i'm like no honestly everything comes from your health your health is mm -hmm. your wealth, mm -hmm. you know and if you don't have your health you don't have you know your wealth is not as great you know what i mean not oh, i shouldn't say that not as great but i'm just grateful to have it that's what i want to say that's and, and success for me is being able to to have the health, my health, and also a, a healthy family around sure. me because I think that that's important too. All the other stuff like the the dance and stuff and then it, it's beautiful, but it doesn't really mean success to me. Sure, that I love, but yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I mean, even as you say, you know, if you don't have your health, you won't have as much of the wealth. I don't think you necessarily mean the money. No. It's, it's the, um, if you are unable to do the, the quote unquote, we, and I use the air quotes because we say normal as if everyone should be able to do this, like play outside, go for a run, yeah. get into yeah. a studio and dance. Not yeah. everybody has that luxury to like, my legs don't work like that. Or, you know what I'm saying? There's so many things that we have that we take for granted almost as if like, duh, like, you know, of course I can do this. Like there's yeah. so many people who can't, you know? So yeah. you got to take care of your body. Um, you know, cause we only get one of these, <laughs> you know, we only get one. And, um, it, 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 if it breaks down, sometimes there's no coming back. So we got to take care of that. So I, I, I hear that. That's the, yeah, that's the long haul. It's really good, man. Um, if it's cool with you, bro, I want to get into a quick lightning round where I want to throw some lightning bolt questions at you go, and get, uh, get it down. Here we go. Lightning round. Three, two, one. What is your favorite breakfast cereal? Ooh, Captain Crunch. Sick. <laughs> favorite Saturday morning cartoon. Ooh, dang, this is hard, but it's going to have to be, uh, well, well, they're not on right now, but definitely going to be dang it's so hard i had so many i guess it was the this uh it's out of scooby-doo and the superhero super friend so I'll okay go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah solid solid what is your favorite movie of all time color purple okay yeah. favorite film genre 
um, musicals. Musicals. What is your most memorable dance moment? Uh, uh, probably remember the time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what is your proudest moment? Um, would have to be dancing. I mean, choreographing Aladdin uh, when we did the Prince Ali. When we oh, man. That was probably the most proud I've ever been. Yeah. As Aladdin being my top two favorite Disney movies of all time, be like that, oh, was, that was hot. That was Thank hot. You. Thank you. Um, this is gonna be a hard one, but what is your favorite job? Favorite job you've ever had? Aladdin. Okay. For sure. Okay. What would be a dream opportunity for you? Um. Oh wait, wait. Okay. Can, can I pause real quick? I oh just yeah, yeah. Get that. Oh, <laughs> Lightning round paused. Sorry. Sorry. No worries. Lightning, lightning, lightning. Lightning back, lightning back. So back into it. Dream opportunity. Dream opportunity to direct a musical. Direct a musical. Okay. Okay. And choreograph. Okay. If you were to have one, what would be your biggest regret? If you have one. Have one. uh, If I have a biggest regret. Um... Not believing in myself sooner. Mm. Yeah, I think that that I, I learned that as I got older. You know, there was a lot of things that I, I was insecure about. I wish I'd have found that in my twenties. You know. Yep. Yeah. It's good. Um, what is the most valuable lesson that you've learned working in the industry? Um. That. Know that rejection, rejection is not um, when you. If you don't get a job, and I would say it's like I always say that rejection is God's protection, right? So mm-hmm. if you don't get the job, it wasn't for you. It was, you know. So be okay with that. You know, I've see, I've done jobs where I mean I've been up to choreograph and I didn't get the job, and then I see the project, I'm like I'm kind of glad I didn't get, do the job, you know what I mean? So you got to have to trust that whatever what is for you will be for you and what's not won't. And that's a hard thing to learn as mm. you, when you're, you know, when you're first start dancing, you just want every job. Yeah. Know? I love that. Rejection is God's protection. That's freaking gold. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, I want to fly. I just love fly. I hate flying in planes, but I, w- I would like to fly. You want to fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is your superpower? Um, kindness. Love it. Love it. If you can go back in time, hop in the time machine, hit 88, go back to yeah. 16-year-old Jamal, yeah. give yourself a piece of advice, what would that be? Um, to uh, just walk more in your truth, you know, exactly who you are, you, you know so many things about me being at 16 i had i had to i didn't learn to you know 
till I was later in life that I was, I should be proud of who I am, you know, but it, it took a while to, to get there. So yeah, just walking in truth, just exactly who you be. You don't have to be anybody else, but who God made you to be. Mm, love it. Love it. Less of more of what would you want to see less of in the world and also more of? Yeah. Less of hate. Yeah. Right now it's just not, it's just bad. It's just hate and, um, and, and, and racism and more love and empathy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What would be your golden rule, your life mantra? Um, I, I, I just said it, but um, yeah, it's definitely um, be kind, be kind to, to, to others. Because I, I think that that's the best thing that we can do. You know, like we, we just, <laughs> kindness is something that's missing in our society and we, 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 we don't show each other enough empathy and, it's really important, you know, and, um, and we just don't have enough of it in the world. It's mm. good, man. Yeah. Man, Jamal, dude, talking with you, um, first of all, it's an honor. Uh, I've been a fan of your work for many, many years. Oh, man, I appreciate been a, been a huge inspiration to myself. And um, to be honest with you, talking to you now is, uh, is a trip to me. Um, and, but not like by what but what but by what you're saying it doesn't surprise me that that's why you're you're still um you know doing what you're doing at the level that you're doing it at uh hearing the things that you value so much uh kindness and empathy humility um not to mention the hard work obviously you can't get anywhere if you're not willing to put in the work but um you know the mentality that you carry i think is going to be the thing that will that's the, the mentality is what you carry into every room, regardless of what industry you're in. Right. And who you are as a person, take away the job title. You know, you can yeah. like you said, drive an Uber, Baskin Robbins, choreographing for uh, a, a Broadway musical. It's the same person. Yeah. So, you know, that to me is something that I'm even um, that much, maybe even more inspired by even than from the work that I've seen from you, you know, but it's, it, it all kind of marries together. And uh, I, I have to say, man, I'm truly inspired by um, you as an individual. And, you. Um, you know, I look forward to, uh, first of all, interacting with you more. I mean, you know, uh, shout out Arnell. You know. you know I'm a fan yeah. of y'all, so please. Oh, word. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever, like, I, I just tell me to come down. I'll be, I'll sit in the studio. I won't say nothing, but I'll Oh, my like, goodness. That'd be amazing. You know, it's funny. Uh, Mike, Mike Song was telling me, he's like, yo, uh, like Jim, when he worked on Step Up, he was like, dude, Jamal is like, he was the guy. He like took me under his wing and like, it's like I got mad love and respect for Jamal. So um, that, that dude is just, it's incredible. incredible. As a person too, just like what you said. Just as yeah, a yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, we would love to interact with you and share space and energy with you, man. That'd be amazing. Let's go. But, uh, you know, once things blow over, like they will, we don't know the time. And, you know, we're, we're kind of back to some level of a phase one. But, yeah. you know, as you said, bro, it's, a, it's, the, it's another hurdle to pivot to get around and yeah. might yeah. be a little bit of a, a time that we need to spend with this one. But I think yeah. um, as, you know, as you're doing, as we're doing our best to do is staying resilient we have uh bright minds and able bodies to be creative we have the gifts yeah. of technology you know right. to 
to, to still move, still get stuff out there and still entertain, you know, and, and be inspired and learn taking master classes and all these things. Man. So good. So good, man. Yeah. Um, anything, uh, anything to be on the lookout for, for the folks out there listening, you want to plug anything and how can people follow you on your, you know? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, nothing new. Come, I mean, you know, it's nothing new happening right now, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, going to, uh, Dip over to the IG. It's uh, Jamizi, J-A-M-I-Z-Z-I. And um, yeah, just thank y'all. Just thank you for, for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Yeah, we'll plug the IG in the, the show notes and everything. But again, dude, Jamal, thank you for, for coming through, man. Appreciate thank you. you. Thank and you, folks, uh, for, for those of you listening, thank you guys so much for listening. We are 100 plus episodes in now. We've been on the air or on the podcast streaming for almost two years now. So uh, thanks for following the journey. If you guys are digging it, if it's valuable, entertaining, just let us know you're listening. Take a screenshot of your phone. Tag us. We're on uh, IG, Twitter, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with the K. We're on Facebook. Uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Um, let us know what you're digging, who you want to hear on the show, all that good stuff. And uh, we hope you guys are being safe, healthy, wear your masks. Yes. Yeah, not political. It's yeah. just science is just smart <laughs> and uh, you know keep creating keep doing your thing and uh we'll catch you guys next time jamal thank you again brother, Bye, brother.